Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. We got a lot of comments on last episode on the next player to evaluate. Everybody wants me to evaluate Alec Baum's 2023 season. So that's what we'll do today. We're going to get into how he did in this season compared to past years and what his progression has looked like since becoming a major league member of the Philadelphia Phillies. We're also going to talk about his power potential and where that can go. And a big body third baseman, you'd expect them to hit for power, but how much can Bohm produce over his career? And finally, today, we're also going to give out a gold glove congratulations, and we're going to talk about the start of free agency, which is today. So we'll get into a lot on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is indeed Locked On Phillies. I am your host, Connor Thomas. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for checking us out today. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, if you're just listening to this episode in podcast form, you can watch on YouTube and you'll be able to go ahead and see the breakdown graphics and everything and see my actual reactions to everything. I think it's a much better way to consume Locked On Phillies, and subscribing is the best way to do that. It costs you no money. It takes like two seconds of your time. All you do, you hit the subscribe button on YouTube, and you're good to go. And you'll subscribe to Locked On Phillies, and you get notifications when new episodes are posted, so you don't miss any of our great content here on Locked On Phillies. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers... Get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit Fandle.com slash locked on to get started with that. So shout out to our friends over at Fandle for sponsoring yet another episode. Now, I was surprised how many comments we got because I've been asking you as we do these individual player evaluations to let me know who you want to be evaluated next in the comments on YouTube episodes. And... The first couple, they were kind of all across the board. Some people wanted Rojas, some people wanted Stott, like all that stuff. And we we went through Rojas, Stott, and Harper now. But this one was interesting to me. There were like five or six comments saying Alec Bohm. So I guess the people want Bohm. I'll give you guys Bohm. Alec Bohm will be our next player that we evaluate. Now, a little bit later on in the episode, too, I'm going to uh, tell you a little bit of an update to our content schedule. So I'll, I'll talk to you about that in the final uh, segment of today's episode, but make sure in the comments, because we're going to continue to do these player evaluations, let me know who the next one after Alec Bohm is that you want us to evaluate. I'll remind you of that again at the end of the episode, but I got in front of me here, Alec Bohm's numbers for the four years he's been with the Philadelphia Phillies or the parts of four years. So called up in 2020. And of course this is the 2023 season. Now this past year, what his slash line looked like, he batted 274, 327 OBP, 437 slugging percentage with a 765 OPS and a 108 OPS plus. It is the third time in his career he's gone over 100 in OPS plus. He had more total bases this year, 244, than he had in any other year in his career. And last year in 2022, he had 20 more plate appearances. So, and nearly 30 more bats. It's a good look at 
how much more productive he was this year. It wasn't a huge jump for Alec Bohm. We're not talking about Bryson Stott levels of growth and production, but it was another year of growth. He was a guy that was a runner-up for Rookie of the Year back in 2020 when he first debuted with the Phillies. And that was a much shorter season, obviously, with the pandemic, but he's shown potential throughout his entire career. Now, how do those numbers I just read to you compare to what he did in 2022, last season? Well, his batting average was actually down six points. He batted 280 in 2022. His OBP was up, though. Batted three fifth or OBP of 315 in 2022, 327 this year. So that goes up by 12 points. His slugging was up even more, 398 in 2022, 437 this year. A growth of nearly 40 points slugging-wise, or I guess it's 30 points. I'm not a big math guy. I, 398 to 437. You guys do the math yourself. I'm, I'm not good with mental math, as you can tell. But that's a big growth. That shows you that, okay, he developed a little bit more pop. And all we heard this offseason was Alec Bowman was put on like 15 or 20 or 25 more pounds of muscle. Well, it seemed to show up in the end of the year numbers as you look at this. In the OPS, 713 in 2022, 765 in 2023. So everything outside of the batting average in those slash numbers improved. So that's a good thing. And I mean, if he's right around, if you're around 274 compared to 280, it's a couple of hits here and there over the course of the year, but that's not enough of a difference for me to be concerned. And I don't think he was having bad approaches at the plate. Something I actually think was his approach improved. And it'll show in the amount of walks he had. He had 31 in 2021. He had 31 in 2022. This year, 42 walks on the season. An improvement of 11 there. I can do that mental math. That's good work by Alec Bohm to have a better approach to the plate. And I do give some credit to hitting coach Kevin Long, just like I did with Bryson Stott's progression. I do look at Kevin Long as a part of what Alec Bohm did well this year. But here's the most interesting thing to me as far as the power numbers. Like, why is that slugging percentage? Why is the uh, OPS? Why is that so different this year compared to last year? Well, last year he had 24 doubles. This year he had 31. Last year he had 13 home runs. This year he hit 20. He hit as many hit homers this season as he did in the last two combined. So the last two years he had a total of somewhere around like 960 uh, at-bats. And he had 20 home runs. He had 20 home runs this year and 558 at bats. I mean, the power definitely took a step up. And the other number that looks incredible when you look back at Alec Bohm's season, the RBIs. He was very clutch at points this year. I know he was not good in the postseason. We talked about this with Bryson Stott, though. Alec Bohm is still a young player. Like he's he's still getting there. It feels like he's been up for a while, former first round pick, but he's only 27 years old. This is about where guys start to hit their peak. 28 to 32 is normally what I envision the prime. And that gets later and later with the addition of the DH. But 28 to 32 is normally what the prime would be for a professional athlete, especially a baseball player. Now, again, with the DH, that can carry longer. But uh, he's starting to just get into his prime now. So there should still be room for him to continue to improve on that. RBIs this year, though. Alec Bohm had 97. For a lot of the season, it looked like he was tracking for over 100. Last year, he had 72. The year before, 47. The pandemic shortened season 23, so it's not really a good sample size. But it bears mentioning because it's been a solid growth throughout his major league career in both home runs 
and in RBIs. Home runs, his growth goes four in 2020, seven in 2021, 13 last year, 20 this year, and RBIs, I just read you. That's great to see. So better approach, more walks, less strikeouts, by the way. 94 strikeouts this year, 110 last year, 111 the year before. I mean, he's becoming a much better overall hitter, Alec Bohm. The batting average won't show you, but when you look at the slash lines, they will. He had a better productive offensive season this year. Not to mention the defense has taken a big step in the right direction. Alec Bohm, I don't believe, is ever going to be a plus defender at the major league level. I just I don't think he has that in him. I For whatever reason, some guys just aren't plus fielders. But if Alec Bohm can be a net neutral to a slight positive fielder like that is all you need from him over there at third base without talented this team is offensively he just needs to not hurt you defensively he doesn't have to be a gold glove winner he doesn't have to do that we're going to talk about gold gloves later on in the show he doesn't have to be on that list he just needs to be a solid third baseman who doesn't make major mistakes and he needs to continue to improve offensively and the philadelphia phillies will be able to win with alec bohm at third base so good Good progression defensively, especially from where he was at the start of last year. Good progression offensively. Everything's good with Alec Bohm's 2023 season, right? Well, not totally, because the postseason, he's going to need to step up and do more in the postseason. He has not been a part of the Phillies' clutch-hitting machine in the postseason the past couple of years, and I would love to see him become that. He was clutch during the regular season. He had a lot of two-out RBIs. He was a guy that you could count on to drive runs in evident by his 97 ribbies he had this season. But how does he transfer that to the postseason? And the other big question that we're going to dive much deeper into coming up in the next segment, what is Bohm's power potential? What can he get to and what does he need to get to as the third baseman on this team? We'll discuss that coming up as we continue our evaluation of Alec Bohm's 2023 season on today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First though, I want to tell you about my friends over at FanDuel, FanDuel's the best, okay? And you want to make sure that you're prepared for this NFL season. You're ready to go. We're getting into the swing of things. And with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, you will be. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. Uh, I mean – the NFL's rolling, folks. You've got enough data points on these teams to know who's good, who's not, what players are going to have big days, and which ones are not. It's tough in weeks one and two. No, week nine is concluding tonight. You've got a lot of data points, so when you go ahead and check out FanDuel, you should have a great reason to feel good about your bets on the NFL. And the app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. You can bet spreads, player props, parlays, money line bets, over-unders on points. I mean, there's so much you can get into. They've got the same game parlay. Like, if you think of a bet, they've got it on FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. It's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. Alec Bohm's power potential. This is a very interesting type of conversation to have because he's a big guy. And I know a lot of people see size and they say wow this guy should be hitting the ball a lot further than he does well maybe not a lot further but long distances 
consistently. He shows off power. He hits over 400-foot home runs. It's not like every home run Alec Baum hits is a cheapie. No, he'll get a hold of one every once in a while, and he can hit the ball 400, 410, 420, 430 feet. Like, he can absolutely mash every once in a while. How do those power numbers become more consistent? Now, I'm going to liken this to playing golf almost because this is what I think the mentality is with Alec Ball. This is part of what you need to understand about developing power at the major league level. Now, he needs to continue to get stronger. He needs to continue to fill out his body. He's big. He's in great shape. But he still has a little bit of like that lanky quality to him. Not to critique. Like, I mean, the dude's in insane shape. So me sitting here doing a podcast critiquing the shape a guy is in when the guy's in really good shape sounds funny. But you know what I mean? Like putting on weight this past offseason allowed him to create more power this year. I'm not saying get fat, Alec Bohm. I'm just saying like continue to put the work in in the weight room. And that should show off in the numbers next year. If he continues to work in the weight room and continues to build strength and everything like that, naturally you're going to increase some power. But when you play golf, right, I know it's a bit of a crossover. We're doing locked on Phillies, but this will come back around. Trust me. When you play golf, when you see people not be able to drive the golf ball like 300 yards, for example, I'm, I'm making up these numbers, but you understand what I mean. Like the reason some people can't hit the golf ball far is not because they're not strong enough to. Like you look at some of the guys on tour, they're not benching 250. The thing is they trust their swing. They trust that they can swing 100% and make good contact and still have a good approach to attacking a hole in golf. In baseball, there's somewhat of a similar feel. It's different because you're reacting to pitches and you got to deal with what the pitcher throws you. There's different stuff in different spots. It's not sitting on a tee. It's not that simple. But if you take that mentality, I think what needs to come to develop Alec Bohm's power more is a more comfortable approach at the plate. He needs to trust more his approach, his swing path, his ability to create that power, and then he'll start swinging for the fences more. We saw it this year where he'd open up swings a little bit more this year than he did in 2022. In 2022, he did a little bit more than 2021. It's not that he doesn't have the strength to do it, right? I think people see him 6'5", and you're like, why are you not hitting the ball far? It's not because he can't. I think it's because he's still developing, seeing major league pitching to the point where he feels comfortable trying to hit the ball out of the yard. Like when Bryce Harper swings, it's violent. And that's because he recognizes pitches at an elite level. He approaches at bats at an elite level. He knows he can create contact at an elite level. And he knows that his swing path is elite. Alec Bohm hasn't gotten to that point yet. So every once in a while, he'll be looking for a pitch in a spot and he'll unload on it. And every once in a while, he'll have enough power to create a home run off of a pitch that wasn't right down the middle or in a spot he was looking for. But as he progresses, he's going to develop. He's going to create more of those opportunities for himself by having a better approach at the plate. So that's the two ways that I could see him creating more power becoming more comfortable with the approach and when to take chances to try and swing for a home run or at least swing with more power for uh, an opportunity for an extra base hit. And also just continuing to work in the weight room, continuing to grow as a young player, continuing to build that body and be ready to go for the 2024 season. And what can he do as far as numbers? Like where do I see him capped out? 20 home runs this year. 
I don't think it would be outlandish to expect 25 home runs from Alec Bohm next year. Like, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility. But I don't ever really see him being more than a 30 home run guy. Like, in my wildest dreams, do I see Alec Bohm hitting 33, 34, 35 home runs? No, I, I, I really don't. He's been up long enough that he's not going to develop that much as a player on top of what he is right now. And he's a good baseball player. Like, I would take Alec Bohm on my team every single day. He's a guy that can help you win baseball games. We need to get him to a point where in the postseason, he's prepared to perform in clutch moments a little bit more than he has the past couple seasons. But over the course of a season, Alec Bohm is a plus third baseman. He is an above-average third baseman at the major league level. When you build in everything that he does, from fielding to hitting to just everything in general that Bone brings to a team, I just want to see him continue to develop that power stroke and be right around 25 to 30 home runs every season. And that'll add another dimension to the offense. The more you can progress these young guys, right? We talked about Bryson Stott being, I don't know, a 20 home run guy next year. Alec Bohm being a 30 home run guy next year, maybe, or a 25 home run guy. If they both get to like 20 to 25 home runs, that's a good extra growth on top of Trey Turner, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Nick Castellanos, Jay Chiramuto, like all these other guys who are going to hit for power consistently. So this is very much what we talked with Bryce Stott, right? You're not going to win a World Series because of Bryce Stott. You're not going to win a World Series because of Alec Bohm. Like, I, they're not superstar players right now. Maybe one day one of those guys will develop into that. But what they can do is they can add to your superstars that you have, the Bryce Harpers, uh, the Kyle Schwarbers, J.J. Romito, Nick Cassianos, Trey Turner, like guys like that that are next-level, all-star caliber guys. They can add a much tougher bo uh, bottom of the lineup if they develop into all-star caliber players. Like, could Alec Bohm be an all-star one day? Yes, I 100% believe that. Bryson Stott has a little bit more of an inside track to that because his defense is better and he plays a less premium position there at second base. But Alec Bohm has that ceiling. I think the power is the big thing that's missing. And I do think that he can continue to progress in that. So my goal for 2024 for him would be hit 25 home runs for me, get to that 25 mark and get to the 100 RBI mark. And we'll be feeling a lot better about that power of Alec Bohm. So I don't think it's he'll never hit for power. I think it's we have to be realistic about his power ceiling, which to me is right around 30 home runs. And we have to talk realistically again about how he reaches those expectations. So that's just what I laid out for you there. That's how I feel about Alec Bohm's 2023 season. And that's how I feel about him going forward. Again, let me know in the comments the next guy you want me to break down and evaluate. And we'll uh, we'll get to that coming up. But as we wrap up today's episode, I want to tell you about some special shows that we have coming this week, or at least one special show that we have coming this week. And there's also a congratulations in order for a member of the Philadelphia Phillies. So we'll discuss that as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right. So Sunday, yesterday, Sunday, November 5th, the Gold Glove Awards were announced for both the American League and the National League. There were four Philadelphia Phillies that were finalists for the award. Bryson Stott at second base, Zach Wheeler, and Taiwan Walker both for NL pitcher and NL catcher, J.T. Romito. Unfortunately, Bryson Stott, J.T. Romito, Taiwan Walker all came up short. They did not win gold gloves. They still deserve uh, a round of applause. Uh, congratulations for being 
finalists, but your National League Gold Glove winner at pitcher, Zach Wheeler. What can't this guy do? He's one of the best postseason pitchers of all time. He's consistent throughout the season. He's got great stuff. He's got great makeup. He never says a bad word about anybody. He never causes a problem. He just puts his head down and works. He is a workhorse. He can eat innings. Every once in a while, he'll have like a nagging injury, but normally pretty available. Hasn't had anything major in his time with the Philadelphia Phillies. This guy is unbelievable. And then he goes out and he wins a gold glove too. It's just exceptional Exceptional work by Zach Wheeler. Great at controlling the running game. Great at fielding his position. I mean, the gold glove speaks for itself, but just another feather in the cap of Zach Wheeler's 2023 season that turned out to be an outstanding one. He deserves an extension this offseason, 100%. And that's something that I'd be very focused on if I was Dave Dombrowski and the front office. But something else that I'd be very focused on as well would be the fact that free agency has officially begun. Today, November 6th, Monday, November 6th, free agency has officially opened. The teams that were going to have free agents, those players are now no longer members of those teams. They are free to negotiate with other teams. Now, baseball is not like the NBA or the NFL or the NHL and that uh, they're salary capped and you're going to see a flurry of movement on the first day. No, it'll take time. Remember, sometimes guys don't sign until February or March. Like It takes a while for baseball free agency to develop. But considering today is the first day of free agency, tomorrow we're going to take a break from the player evaluations. And I'm going to give you a full breakdown of the free agent class of 2023-2024 and talk about who the Phillies should be interested in, who I think they will be interested in, And if there's anything crazy that could potentially happen, we'll also rehash the guys that are going to be free agents for the Phillies. And uh, I'll remind you whether or not I see them back in the Philadelphia Phillies uniform next year. I know I've talked about that before, but I'll run down that real quick as well. So we'll have a free agency open special tomorrow. And then the next episode after that, barring any like big free agent signings, we'll be back to the player evaluation. So let me know what player you want me to evaluate In Wednesday's episode, tomorrow's episode will be your free agency preview for the Philadelphia Phillies for the upcoming offseason. So we're going to take a break from the evaluations for just one day. Again, I promise we're going to have plenty of days this offseason that are slow winter days that will get to every player that we need to evaluate. But free agency is hugely important. And I think it's going to be very interesting for this team, especially with the pitchers and starting pitchers specifically. Who do they bring in? Is it a return from Aaron Nola, or is it a new face coming in, a new top-level arm that we can get used to seeing in red pinstripes? Plenty to get into with free agency with this team. So we're going to do that on tomorrow's episode. Hopefully you're looking forward to it. That's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies, though. Thank you so much for checking us out. Appreciate it. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, all that good stuff. Throw a like. Do the whole gamut. Come on. I appreciate you doing that. And it really helps us out here on Locked on Phillies for your responses and your commentary and your likes and subscriptions and all of that stuff. Uh, I'm so thankful for the fan base that we built here on Locked on Phillies. And uh, also thankful for all of the interaction you guys are giving me with this evaluation, the player evaluations, and you getting to pick who we do next. So, again, don't forget, I know tomorrow we're not doing an evaluation, but still let me know in the comments of this episode. And I'll remind you again tomorrow to do it again who you want me to evaluate next. So far, we've done Bryce Harper, Bryson Stott, Johan Rojas, 
and now Alec Bohm. So let me know who you want to hear from next for the 2023 Philadelphia Phillies evaluations. But again, that's all for Locked On Phillies, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked On Phillies.